0: So, Deb, thank you for sitting down and talking with me on uh, REA Audio. We've been doing this podcast, I think this is like episode 18 or 19, and uh, being the president and CEO of the company, I feel like I probably should have asked you to be a guest before now. (laughs) But uh, thank you for sitting and talking with us today. Thank you.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: So you just recently won the People's Choice Award uh, for the Camp Laude Gala. Can you tell us a little bit about the gala, why and how you came about winning that award and your story?
1: Sure. Um, Actually, I I shared this with the organizers of Camp Laude as well. Um, I never really knew much about it. And I'm a little bit embarrassed by that because I've been in the industry for so long and that organization has been around for a little while. Um, Their mission actually is to promote those who are making a positive difference in our industry because as you know workers compensation could carry a negative connotation Mm -hmm. to it so um i wanted to get involved in the organization this year and they have this component where they ask for people to share their stories and i was compelled when i saw that to go ahead and put mine out there
0: well, you did a great job Thank it was you. It was an amazing story and and I had known part of your story but um really not the whole thing from from how you how you told it in in your in your time to to present that. You faced a lot of hurdles in creating this company, just like a lot of injured workers face a lot of hurdles as well, right? Can you talk about some of those hurdles that you've faced and how you've overcome them?
1: Sure. I, I mean, I'd like to start out with saying that I, I realized early on, um, not even just in my career, but in my life, that one person, one connection can make a complete difference for you. And I feel that way with injured workers as well we can all be that one person that one connection for an injured worker that changes the course of how they recover mm-hmm. from their injury um, I I you know what again what occurred to me early on and and you know people go into business for different reasons right but most entrepreneurs they find a need in the market they develop that that service to fulfill that need mm-hmm. and then they want to make money right so I'm no different than anybody else I went into it exactly that way. I realized very early on, um, as I became an employer and a business person, that I could make a difference in so many people's lives, and I could be that person and that connection for others, whether that would be my employees, the injured workers we serve, or the nonprofits in our community.
0: Is it hard? You mentioned in this industry, it's easy to get jaded, right? Is it hard to keep your focus on what the primary mission of reemployability has been all along?
1: Yeah, absolutely it is. I think you can get sucked into that 10% of negativity that occurs in our industry. I think it's important to really focus on the good, though. And we have so many injured worker stories and experiences of the good that they have gone through. And that's kind of a part of what Comp Laude was all about, is mm-hmm. they actually even talk to injured workers and they, and they share the positive experiences they have, they have gone through in our own industry. And so, yeah, day to day, that could be difficult because we tend to focus on those things, the problems that take up the most time in our day. Um, I'm trying to convey to our staff and even all the people we encounter about all the good we do.
0: One of the stories that you include in your story is one of Walter and Walter's story is very inclusive. A lot of different stories that we hear of injured workers and their experiences and their feelings and, and all that they're going through. So can you tell us a uh, high level Walter story and how it integrates into yours?
1: Yeah, sure. I, I love the Walter story because, well, first of all, he's a real human being. He's a real person who was injured on the job. And, and I love the story because it really does, um, give the great example of any injured worker and what they might go through. So Walter was a truck driver, is a truck driver, and he (laughs) was injured on the job, suffered a terrible injury to his his right shoulder. And because of that injury, he could no longer drive his truck. And when we talked to Walter, he said, you know, the first thing that came to his mind when he was injured was, how am I going to get on with my life? How am I going to take care of my family? And so it's the same thing any of us would think. Right. And in mm-hmm. fact, we all just recently did think that mm-hmm. as we went through this pandemic, mm-hmm. I think we all have an ability now to really relate to what an injured worker goes through after living through that our, this experience ourselves. Um, so he was very concerned. How am I going to take care of my family? And Um, And then eventually uh, he got to the point of recovery where he was referred to our program. And then that was another thing he had to go through was, well, what is this all about? And why are you gonna have me volunteer in an organization? And how does that help me support my family? And he asked those questions of us. And so we shared with Walter and we communicated very effectively with him how this would benefit from him, how he would recover, and how he would earn a paycheck by his employer while he went through our program. And once he learned about that, he softened a bit, but he was still pretty skeptical about the whole idea Mm -hmm. about about going somewhere else to to actually work. But once he started working at the nonprofit organization, even though he wasn't driving, which was what his ultimate obviously his job was, he realized how many people in his community he was helping. Mm -hmm. He was connecting to his community. He he recognized what a need there was in his community uh, for the organization that he was working for. Um, He made connections. He made connections and met people that he still engages with to this day. And so that helped him to recover and helped him to get on with his life. And and he earned a paycheck while he did that. Mm -hmm. So ultimately, um, you know, he was scared and confused, and we tried to ease that. And then his experience through connecting with us and then with a nonprofit organization helped him in Mm -hmm. the long run.
0: You know, um, you know, aside from assuring that nonprofits are a safe place to, to place injured workers um, and to make sure that they can properly accommodate the restrictions that they have, um, reemployability's role in the experience of the injured worker really is, is limited. A lot of that benefit comes from the employer and from the adjuster that's working with the injured worker. Can you give some practical tips for employees, HR folks, uh, adjusters, to how to make an experience similar to Walter's for the folks that they're working with.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it's so simple, actually. Um, I believe that if you give people the care and resources they need, the rest will take care of itself. They will recover and they will get well. Mm -hmm. And what I mean by that is communicate effectively, be transparent and educate them on the process. I think one of the things we tend to forget about um those of us that have been in the industry for a long time because we know the industry and we know the workers compensation um the way things work in the system we know the system injured workers don't in most cases it's the first time they've ever been injured they've ever experienced any kind of a program like workers' compensation. So it's important to really, even on the front end of an injury before it even happens for them to know what to do in the event one occurs. But then once it occurs, it's like communicate, communicate, communicate and educate, right? Tell Mm -hmm. them upfront what they can expect, who the adjuster is, all the players in the parties, the adjusters, the nurses, whoever else they're dealing with, and and how they'll get their medical care. And then they have to understand the return to work process, especially if you're using a company like ours. They really need to understand why. Why am I gonna go offsite to go to a nonprofit organization, how does that help me? Because at the end of the day, they do want to recover, but they want to understand how it, what's in it for them,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah, just like you and I would. Absolutely,
1: right? I would yeah. ask the same exact question. Yeah. Um, there's no doubt,
0: yeah. Can you think of a time uh, in, the, in the recent, recent history where um, you've run into folks uh, from, from the industry that, that tend to be kind of sliding into that jaded area? Are, are there tips that you can give them to try to kind of back out of that and, and look at the, the whole picture as to how they're actually uh, impacting somebody's life?
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I could, could say to that is think about it if it was your own child, spouse, parent, getting injured and how would you want them to be treated? Giving everyone the benefit of the doubt and and treating them with empathy and respect for the situation that they're in, that would be my best advice. I mean, we we all have those bad experiences and we've all dealt with those those injured workers that are maybe fraudulent or not completely honest or transparent, but by and large people are honest mm-hmm. and and um, they deserve to be trusted until they give you a reason not to be. So I think I would, I would probably say, think about it if it was one of your loved ones who was injured, and and how would you want them to be treated?
0: Deb, thanks so much for taking some time to talk to me today, and we're going to talk to some other folks here at Reemployability about some of their success stories with some injured workers and some practical tips as well. So we're looking forward to doing that um, from now through the holidays, and I think this is a really good time to really highlight the good things that uh, not only I believe we're doing here, but, but all the people that are involved with our company are really doing, whether they know it or not. We're helping a lot of people.
1: Yeah. Thanks, Todd. I'm actually looking forward to hear, hearing some of the stories from our employees and um, and, and their experiences with our injured workers. Thanks, so Thank you. All right. Awesome.
0: Easy peasy. Thank you very thank
1: much. Thank you. That was easy. Fun. Oh, was fun fun. Yeah, that was I got was great. a nice note thank from you. Mindy, by the way. Uh, oh, did you? For, oh. Yeah. Thankful for, uh, you know, us raising awareness on yeah. the podcast and getting it out there and that more than money, that's important. More important to oh, her, just getting
0: the word out. Those—that's you know? that, the type of thing that you hear about all the time. But until you actually see it, you know what I mean. It doesn't impact you. I mean, that was, that was really impactful for me to yeah. see. Like you said, you know, you, you think of people as—I not i, I, I am—I fall into the trap of grouping people together. Right? Somebody is in that situation because of this, this, and right. this, and—and yeah. and I shouldn't do that, but I. Yeah. Thanks for listening this week to REA Audio. If you have any comments or suggestions for an upcoming episode, let us know. Email todd at reemployability.com. Also, please follow REA Audio on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can also check out more content, including webinars, at listentorea.com. Speaking of webinars, we're holding a refresher on the Transition to Work program on Wednesday, December 1st. You can click on the show notes for a link to register. The webinar is called Reorientation to Reemployability, and it takes less than 30 minutes. It could very well help you save a ton of time this holiday season. Have a terrific week.